0: everybody, my name is Bill Keeper, and I want to welcome you to our podcast, Practical Wisdom from the Word of God. I believe the Bible is a book that God gave to us that's full of insights, wisdom, promises, and many other things that help us live daily life. So join me for the next few minutes as we look into the Word of God to find that practical wisdom we need today. the enemy try to condemn fight, his righteousness will Well, praise God. Welcome again to Practical Wisdom from the Word of God. My name is Bill Kiefer, and I'm happy that you joined us today. It's been a a holiday season. Hopefully, that's been a, a blessing to you. And right now, we sit between Christmas and New Year's. And you know, it's an interesting time of year because there's not a lot that you can do. And I really believe that God put all of these things in play for us. And in our culture, at least, Christmas is December 25th. One week later, we start a new year. And in that week, God, I think, gives us an opportunity to take stock of where we are and to look forward to where we want to be. We're at the end of 2021, and it's been an interesting year, to say the least. And we're moving into a new year, 2022. You know, you might just think, well, it's just going to be another year like the last year. We got another surge in COVID and all that kind of thing. But you know what? All of that has nothing really to do with this thing we've been talking about, the tremendous potential that God has placed in your life and in my life as believers. And so during this time, I think it's very important that we be able to do a couple of things. Uh, Number one, I think we need to be objective in our evaluation of where we are in our life, in the things of God. In the spirit. Now, this has nothing to do with condemnation. I'm not talking about saying, "Oh, I'm no good and and I, I can't do anything and I've been such a failure." That is irrelevant. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about looking objectively. I would like to be here, but I'm here. Certain things in my life, I know I have not done well. I'm not going to get condemned about it, but I'm going to ask God to help me. The things that He shows us that need to change. He, he'll help us change it. He doesn't expect us to do it alone. And so, in this week, I, I think we need to, to take that time to, to evaluate. And sometimes that involves not convi- uh, condemnation, but conviction. Those are two very different things. Conviction really is God calling us to a higher level and pointing out the things that are keeping us from from getting to that level. And so maybe it might include some repentance. But in this week, if we'll take a look at where we are and then begin to ask ourselves and ask God, where do we need to be at this time next year? And God can help show us some things if we're willing to be wrong. Listen, if you're wrong that doesn't mean you're bad. If you can't be wrong, you can't change. So let's take that time this week and look at ourselves, look at where we are, look at the things we've done right and the things maybe we've done wrong, and ask God to help us do better in 2022. And I believe that that's going to help us be in a position to release the potential that God has invested in us. Now, I want to take a few minutes today, and uh, if you get onto our blog... I really like the written version of this, but I want to talk to you about uh, Mary. Now, you know, there are a lot of—well, um, a lot. There are certain religions in particular that venerate Mary, that that almost put her on the same level with Jesus. And that's not correct. That's, that's never what God intended for her. God chose her as a vessel, and I want to read uh, Luke chapter 1, beginning of verse 30. It says, "'Then the angel said to her, "'Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call him uh, his name Jesus.'" he will be great, and he will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. Mary responds and says uh, to the angel, how can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, Uh, Also, uh, therefore, also that the Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, is, has conceived. She's with son. She was too old for that. But let's move down. Uh, and he, the angel says to her, For with God in verse 37, nothing is impossible, using Elizabeth as an example of that. But then Mary says something that's very key. Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, there are some things that I want to learn or look at concerning Mary, and it has to do with our releasing our potential. Mary was nothing special in terms of the natural. Mary was a little, uh, a young girl, not a little girl, but she was a young lady, a young girl uh, in many ways uh, by our cultural standards, far too young. For this to happen, but uh, she was she was just a normal person, just like you and I. And the Bible says that uh, the, the, speaking of Esther in the Old Testament that at the fullness of time. God brought her forth. And I believe it's the same thing here with Mary. Mary was born at a particular time in in the history of not just Israel, but the history of the world. And she had to do something. The angel came to her and said, I've got good news for you, Mary. And I'm thinking, as I'm reading this, this is a single girl. She's engaged, but uh, not yet married. And she's very young. And the angel says, I've got great news for you. You're highly favored of God. Hallelujah. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to get pregnant, and you're going to have a a son, and he's going to be great. And uh, I'm thinking Mary, at this point, might not be considering this such great news because in her culture, many, many bad things could have happened to her. She could have been stoned because she would have been considered a a fornicator in her day because she's pregnant. And come on, uh, how many people are going to believe? You know, we look back at this story, and and if you're a Christian and and you believe in the virgin birth, it, it makes perfect sense. But put yourself in her shoes and put yourself in that day. And so how many people are going to believe, oh, yeah, Mary, we get it. God made you pregnant. Sure, he did. Hallelujah. And so she's looking at this and thinking, my whole life could be ruined by this. My whole life could could just totally be destroyed my marriage i mean how is joseph going to marry me if i should if i end up pregnant if i go to him and say listen it was it was the holy ghost did this to me i'm not sure that she would have been convinced that joseph is going to accept that and he didn't really in the first and to begin with he didn't accept it and so in this whole thing god has come to her and he's given her an opportunity. He's he's telling her what's going to happen. But I want you to notice that in that last verse, thirty-eight, Mary said yes. Glory to God. If I don't believe that, if Mary had said no, God would have forced her to go through this. But Mary said uh, specifically, "Behold, your maidservant. Let it be according to me. Uh, uh, let it be unto me according to your word." Mary said, "Listen, God." whatever you need to do then i'm i'm going to i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to flow with that and so when she did something miraculous happened and she did conceive, and we know ultimately, as we've just come through the celebration of Christmas, that a child was born according to, uh, to, the, to the normal process of things uh, in, a, in the, the right amount of time. This child was born, God dealt with her husband, brought him around, and, and in, in, in the, the way that God moved through her, opened the door for salvation to everybody in the whole world. Now, what did she do? What did she have to do to release that potential? And that's really what I want to get at. She had to be willing to obey God. That's all. She just had to be willing to say yes to God. She had to yield to what the Holy Spirit needed to do in her before he could work through her. You know, before God can use us, he wants to work in us. So number one, she had to say yes, she had to be willing. She had to obey God. Number two, she had to yield to the working of the Spirit. You know, sometimes God is dealing with us and it can get uncomfortable, particularly if God is showing us some things we need to change, if we're dealing with things in our life and God begins to to deal with us, the Holy Spirit comes upon us, just like it came upon her. Now, the Holy Ghost is in us, but but he also comes upon us, and he also works in our lives, and he also wants to bring influence and do things. If we're not willing to say, yes, you can do to me whatever you need to do to me, then we're not going to see that potential release, because that potential is not in our natural flesh nearly so much as it is in the supernatural. She had to be willing to take the Word of God into her into her being so it could conceive and bring forth the fruit that would release God's potential. You know, there's uh, some interesting scriptures. The Bible says that you and I are born again in 1 Peter. Uh, let me look at that. 1 Peter chapter. One verse 23, it says, you and I are born again of an incorruptible seed. When, When we got saved, we didn't just change our mind. We didn't just change our affiliation. The Bible says we were born again, and we were born by an incorruptible seed. Literally, I believe, and this may sound a little weird to some of you, but I believe that when we received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we said yes to him, a new seed was put into us. We were reconceived, if you will, by the seed of the word of God. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 1 that the word was God. The word was with God. 1 John 1:14 it says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. How did it become flesh? It became flesh in Mary's life. It became flesh... Because she received what God said to her, she allowed the Holy Ghost to work in her, and that caused her to produce something wonderful in the earth, something that changed everything. Now, what did she really have to do? What was the physical process that she went through? Well, she just simply did what millions and billions of women have done uh, from that time and before that time until this very day, she had to carry a child. Any woman could carry a child. Any woman, all things being equal, that they're healthy in the right age, any healthy woman could conceive and carry a child. There was absolutely nothing supernatural about that. Her part in this was simply to provide God a vessel, oh hallelujah, to to use. She said, yes, I'll be your vessel. God provided a supernatural word, a supernatural seed that was empowered by the Holy Spirit. But she had to be willing to take that child, to take that word in her, to feel that conception, to feel that child grow in her. And, you know, I'm telling you what, I don't think, there are some teachings that say that there was something different about Mary's uh, conception. Well, there was something different about her conception, uh, how she conceived the child, but that there was something different about the pregnancy. That that there's even a, uh, a saying or something that talks about Mary ever virgin. She wasn't. She had other children, and so uh, they want to say that you know she was just so far above. She was almost divine herself, and so she didn't carry. This was not like a normal pregnancy and a normal birth, but it was. She was just a normal person and she had to be willing to be a normal person more than just willing here's something that i want us to understand god needed her to be a human being he needed her to go through the natural process of life i i i don't know i mean my wife was morning sick particularly with the first uh, two I'm not just for the first three months for the whole time. I mean, she'd get up every morning and there would be, you know, problems in her morning ritual. And, uh, I, I just have to believe that Mary probably had morning sickness. Uh, my, my wife had six children and the, uh, the next to last one was really big. And by eight and a half months, She was so uncomfortable. She just wanted to be done with this thing, and really with all of them. She kind of just got to the point where enough is enough. I believe Mary felt that way. I believe that Mary didn't sit there and and just not have any discomfort and everything was wonderful. She went through the same process that every one of you that's a woman out there has been through if you've had children, and every father has watched it happen. She went through the same process. When Jesus was born, it wasn't some kind of... uh, you know, that he just popped out of her body. And listen, she had him the same way every child has ever been had. She had to be willing to do that. Not only did she have to be willing... That's exactly what God needed her for. He provided the supernatural part of Jesus. Jesus was called, or Jesus was divine. The angel said he'll be called the Son of God. And Jesus was divine because of the seed of the Word of God that that God placed in her. But he had to be human as well. If If he wasn't human, then he could not provide redemption. And so the seed that was placed in Mary was a supernatural seed, but God needed a natural vessel. God needed a human part of the equation. And that's what I believe is so important for us to realize. There's a couple of things here that are very key, and certainly those first things I read, we've got to be obedient. God is looking not for somebody that's exceptional. Now, you may be exceptional naturally. You may have wonderful gifts or talents. You may have a great education. You may have money, you may have a lot of different things, there may be many ways that you are exceptional as a person, and God will use that. But we need to realize that our tremendous potential is not focused or centered in our humanity. It's centered in God's divinity as it dwells and lives within us. She had to be willing to receive the word of God. She had to be willing, first of all, to obey the the God when he spoke to her. If we will learn, if we'll come to the place in our lives where we're willing to obey what God says to us, then we are in a position to to release the tremendous potential of God. Now, an angel appeared to Mary. We may not have any angels appearing to us, but God will deal with us. God will speak to us. God will show us. There are things in the Word of God. Our obedience starts with... Obeying what the Bible says, living according to the biblical principles. If we'll start there, then God can begin to speak other things to us and begin to ask us to do certain things, take us in certain directions, and that obedience is the first thing that we have to have in place, just like Mary. If she'd said no when the angel said, listen, you're going to have a baby. He's going to be the son of God. Oh, by the way, it's going to happen before you're married. Mary could have said, you're out of your mind. I don't know what or who you are, but that ain't happening to me. And I really believe God had moved on to somebody else. Now, I also believe that God knew what Mary was going to say. Hallelujah. And God knows what you're going to say. But we need to make that choice. I choose to obey God then we also need to allow the Spirit to work in us. We touched on that a little bit, but, I, but God is dealing with every one of us today. Do you know that God has placed in you His Spirit? And that Spirit is the supernatural part, excuse me, of what we bring to the equation, of what we bring to our world. God provides the Holy Ghost in us. When we receive Him and we receive the Holy Spirit, something supernatural is placed inside of you. But if we won't let Him deal with us, See, see that spirit deals with you. That spirit's the thing that nudges you in a, a given uh, direction. That spirit is the voice that's that's uh, leading you to repentance. That spirit is the voice that will bring encouragement. Uh, edification, building up of your inner man, of your of your whole life, but it'll also bring correction and things that need to change in your life. That Spirit is dealing with you, and sometimes that Spirit needs to deal with things like unforgiveness. That's The, the Holy Spirit needs to deal with different areas of sin in our life. The Holy Spirit wants to deal with our emotional health, but we need to let him. We need to let him in. Mary let him in. Mary let him do that. It's so beautiful. It says that the Spirit will come upon you and overshadow you. I like that picture. And I believe that's exactly in 2022. We need to let the Spirit come upon us and overshadow us and do what he wants to do in us. And we need to put our mind in the Word of God. We need to meditate on the Word. We need to think on the Word. We need to read the Word. We need to hear the Word present because that word is the seed that causes something to be born, to be conceived in our inner man. God has something wonderful for us this year. God has something powerful for you. And it may be uh, a seed that needs to be conceived in you to bring healing to your life, emotional healing, physical healing. It may be a seed that God wants to plant in you to to get you out of a financial situation or to bring you to a place where you can be a, a tremendous gift into the kingdom of god it may be a seed that needs to come into you that will help you deal with family situations children that are not living right a marriage that maybe isn't right it's a seed that god wants to bring into you that'll that'll release his power to cleanse our emotions or to do the very thing that he created you to do the word of god is a supernatural seed in mary that seed caused one person to be born. That obedience caused one person to be born. One birth, that, that uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in her life caused one birth, and that one birth produced the, the plan of redemption that God started back in the Garden of Eden. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, Mary saying yes did something that changed everything, but it was one birth in her life. One person that came to birth that changed everything. Our job is somewhat different. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul is uh, saying some things to us that are very, very important, very significant. He says, therefore, verse 17, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. This is not, uh, when we talk about bringing people into the kingdom, when we talk about people being born again, we're not talking again about a change of affiliation or a change of religion. We're talking about something happening on the inside of them that will produce a whole new creation, a birth happens on the inside of them. And uh, so then he says, uh, now all things have become God, and uh, who has reconciled us to himself, and given us the ministry of reconciliation, 19, that is God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing or, or, or blaming that, their trespasses, not, not bringing the judgment of their trespasses against them, uh, and, but he has committed to us the message the ministry of reconciliation. What we're supposed to do, what allowing the word to dwell in us, and it's not just about preaching the salvation message, although that's very important, but it's living that light. It's living that message. As we go out into the world, and God is moving in us, and that message has conceived something in our spirit, and it's it's coming forth in the fruit of our lives, then that same message, that same seed is being disseminated, hallelujah, into our the world around us. They're things different in us. They're seeing a different behavior. They're seeing a different uh, ability to deal and stand and, and, and a different kind of strength. They're seeing results that, that seem impossible to them. What? How does that come? What brings that about in our lives? Well, it is allowing the Word in and allowing the Spirit to deal with that. And then, as we know to do certain things, being willing to do them. Hallelujah. When we do that, Mary changed everything for everybody, but we are called to have the same kind of thinking, and and it's very necessary, I believe, in this period as we enter 2022. Listen, this is going to be a tremendous year in the Spirit. I don't know what it's going to be like in the natural, but it's going to be a tremendous year in the Spirit. We need to allow the Holy Ghost to work in us. We need to allow the Word to dwell in us, and we need to obey God, as we do that tremendous potential that He's placed in us is going to be released just like it was in Mary's life. Mary brought forth Jesus. We are called to bring forth many sons and daughters into the kingdom of God. And we can't do that just by natural ability or natural strength. We have to do that by the ability of the things of God, by the ability that God has placed in us. We have to do that by allowing Him to work through us and I believe this is your year to fulfill your potential in God. Go into the new year praying. Go into the new year seeking Him for His direction in your life. Go into the new year repenting if you need to. Come on, there's nothing. That's not a bad word. Repentance is not a bad thing. Repentance. God showed it to me this way. Repentance is just going home. The 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 young man who was the 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 prodigal son in Scripture. Uh, He woke up one morning and said, you know what? I'm in a a pig pen. I'm in a terrible position. I'm going to go home. And I believe every act of repentance is just going home and getting ourselves back into that place with Jesus that he can use us, that he can move through us, that he can bless us. This is going to be your year to release release that tremendous potential in God. I believe it's important, not just for you, but for those around you. Well, have a wonderful 2022. Have a wonderful beginning to the year. Get off on the right foot. My time is up. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. This podcast is an outreach of Living Word International, a division of Intercession Ministries. If you'd like to contact us, please email livingwordintgreen at gmail.com. That's livingwordintgreen at gmail.com. Have a great day.